Hello and welcome to B-Side, where we revisit business world stories and tell a few of our own. The work-from-home era has begun. Edwin A. Concepcion, country manager of Straits Interactive Philippines, tells Business World's R.J. Balinbin how an increase in telecommuting entails an even greater need to adhere to data protection regulations. In this episode, Mr. Concepcion sheds light on emerging data privacy challenges in the time of the COVID-19 pandemic and how innovators can potentially use big data to help the government tackle the crisis. Edwin, we're happy to have you in this episode. And to start, can you tell us how data protection brings business value and what makes discussions like this on data security even more important under the current situation where businesses, employees, and the government are dealing with the pandemic? Data privacy is actually an issue about trust, trust from all the stakeholders from your employees, company board, and most definitely your uh, customers. So if a company practices the proper data privacy and protection management, they would be able to build trust among all these stakeholders. Data security issues could emerge as a result of the global situation. Can you provide clear examples of what such issues could be and describe for us how such issues could bring damage to business? Oh, there are a lot of issues actually in the online world, especially in the last two to three years wherein, you know, the growth of data has been growing very exponentially. First is, of course, you would have a lot of data scams. Based on the study by Kaspersky, malware, spam, and phishing are the top threats in the corporate world. Attackers use these vectors to infiltrate unsuspecting organizations. One of the very recent examples is actually the spoofing of the WHO domain. A fake email was sent out to solicit donations for COVID-19 frontliners. In Singapore, the Personal Data Protection Commission warned of scammers impersonating the country's Ministry of Health, posting as officers requesting for financial information from individuals. In the Philippines, actually just last April 2, the Securities and Exchange Commission published an advisory on the proliferation of a tech scam using the name of our president, Rodrigo Duterte, sending messages to subscribers that they have won in an electronic raffle amounting to 750,000 pesos. And then for these users, in order for them to claim, they have to pay a fee to process the amount they have won. In social media, it is a fertile ground for online fraudsters. Many scammers use popular social media platforms to prey on victims, stealing individuals' identity. There was a teacher actually who was featured in the news whose identity was stolen and used to apply for a financial loan. The amount was a staggering 800,000 pesos. And of course, there are also these privacy-intrusive technologies. The daily apps that we use especially not just on our desktops, but mostly on our mobile phones. A lot of these privacy-intrusive technologies collect excessive personal information from the users. Aside to that, they also get access to other personal data in the user's mobile devices. Our CEO, Kevin Shepardson, actually presented the results of a privacy survey we conducted in 2019 on mobile apps, including those that are available in the Philippines. We presented this during the PAO Privacy Awareness Week of the NPC last 2019. Based on the privacy survey, almost all, if not all, of 
the mobile apps available in the Philippines collect more than one permission to process your transaction in your mobile device. Comparing this to the global standard of about 75%, a lot of these apps actually collect your location, your contacts, calendar, asking for access from your microphone, even your camera. Another result of this privacy survey we have conducted, in the financial sector, you can see the disparity between mobile banking apps. Some apps just ask for three permissions, while other apps ask for 20 permissions. So just imagine you know, what kind of access these apps get on your mobile devices. So what can be done then? Well, definitely, we have to be aware of data privacy. Organizations should train their employees on data protection. Companies need to have ownership, responsibility, and accountability as well. Organizations, most of the time, just invest on technical security. Data security should be done on three levels. Administrative, there has to be a person in charge or a group or leaders in the company that will drive data privacy and protection. And of course, implement some physical security as well. As simple as providing privacy screens for those people or employees who process personal data. And definitely from a user's perspective, it may be a cliche, but really think before clicking. Most of the times in the emails, we get a lot of URL links. So one of the best advice that we provide to people is actually retype the URL rather than just clicking on the link. And get only information from trusted sources. Verify before sharing. Check the source of information. And most definitely, if you're going to download an app into your mobile device, read the privacy statement. Most of the time, these privacy statements are too small in terms of font, so people are not actually encouraged to read them. But look for the privacy permissions. Turn off the permissions if they're not necessary for your mobile app transaction. And again, log off when you are not using the application. So we note that many people are currently working from home and they are using applications to collaborate and just recently, the Department of Information and Communications Technology issued an advisory reminding the public to take necessary steps to protect their personal data when using online meeting applications. What is exactly happening on the ground right now? And what key considerations should employers take when managing large teams of remote workers, especially those who are participating in an online meeting? Actually, the key is always about the employee. There's no best mobile device defense than a trained and aware employee. So most of the issues that arises from working from home and using all these technology available is first the excessive collection of personal information. Again, a lot of the apps collect too much information and we readily give them away. Personal information is used also for multiple purposes without informing individuals and getting the data subject consent when required. And a lot of these companies actually store and retain this information, creating a very high risk for personal data breaches. What we need to be very careful about is an authorized access and disclosure. Majority of the risks actually occur with the information lifecycle or what we call the data lifecycle. So, Companies, employees, individuals, we need to be aware of what and where our personal data goes. All right. So we also note that there is Republic Act number 10173 or the Data Privacy Act of 2012 that protects personal data. 
How's the Philippines so far in, in terms of the implementation of its data protection law? The NPC, or the National Privacy Commission, has been very active in promoting and creating awareness in so far as the Data Privacy Act is concerned. They conduct every year what they call a POW, or a Privacy Awareness Week, where they invite a lot of those data protection officers or privacy practitioners that have been registered with the Commission. Are there still significant cases of non-compliance to data privacy and data protection regulations among Philippine firms? As of now, based on our assessment, a lot of the organizations in the Philippines are still in the infancy stage of implementing a data privacy and protection management program. From the NPC's point of view, what they are doing is a lot of education and awareness. So we don't have any data as of now whether these companies have actually implemented the guidance or the law or, or even the circulars that have been published by the NPC because there are no enforcement cases. NPC is somehow dependent on the number of complaints that they are receiving on where to look and where to conduct privacy sweeps or audits. Last year, NPC actually received more than 2,000 complaints about a mobile loan app, which I think has become a very big issue in the data privacy world, even in a lot of organizations, because unsuspecting individuals applied for a loan without knowing that they're actually providing access to their contacts. So when they don't pay on time, the mobile phone app actually contacted a lot of their contacts, informing them that so-and-so or a certain individual hasn't paid the loan on time. And they resorted to public shaming. They post it on social media. There was even actually a website created by some of these mobile phone apps called the Debt Trap. That's D-E-B-T Trap wherein they post pictures and personal data of those individuals who hasn't paid on time, which is sad. Again, for companies, they need to really implement a data privacy and protection management program. In doing so, we have to actually get the key leaders in the organization involved. It's not just the role of the DPO. The data protection officer or the DPO can take the lead, but the DPO needs the support of the organization. We need to identify and assess all the risks in the personal data, especially in the business processes that involve personal information. The organization needs to protect these business processes with policies and standard operating procedures. The company should also sustain these efforts by training the employees and, of course, conducting reviews about the processes. If you cannot identify where the risks are, then you cannot implement a mitigating controller measure. So we always advise train, train, train. Then, of course, monitor and be prepared in case there's a personal data breach. Based on an IBM Ponemon research study in 2019, a lot of the research threats come from actually inside the organization, be it a negligent employee, a malicious insider, or just a simple failure to follow SOPs or standard operating procedures. As some would say, a careful worker is the best safety device. So again, train the employees on your company privacy practice and your company privacy policies. Still related to the Data Privacy Act and the current situation, which is the coronavirus disease 2019, I'd like to hear from you how the Philippines or Filipino innovators are taking advantage of big data to trace, monitor, and contain the virus just like Singapore's use of contact tracing application. So in the Philippines, actually, we have seen a lot of these contact tracing, tracking applications that are being developed by different organizations. 
what we always tell them if they would seek our advice is that ensure that data privacy is embedded in the design of the application, meaning they have to think of how to protect data privacy of individuals, ensuring that the functionality would not result to unauthorized access or unauthorized disclosure. What we always worry about in data privacy is the disclosure of personal information to unauthorized individuals. I think from reading the news, we have seen a lot of examples wherein those that are affected by COVID-19 are discriminated against. There was a family who voluntarily gave consent to have their names disclosed to the public, experience that their house was hurled with stones. And there were some individuals who were being asked to move out of their apartments or there were some nurses who were not allowed to go back inside their dorms. So discrimination and prejudice against COVID-affected individuals proliferate in the real world. Also, for the sake of solving the COVID-19 crisis, is there a possibility for Globe and smart telecom companies to just work on their data? I know we have a Data Privacy Act, but do you think we need to revisit this law to at least allow innovators to work on available data to address a crisis like this? The Data Privacy Act promotes the free flow of information. It doesn't in any way hinder or hamper the innovation that we derive from technology. What we are saying is that they have to follow rules in doing so. Like I said, for organizations like you mentioned, Smart or Globe, they have to know their data life cycle, the way they collect the information, what kind of information they need to collect, what is minimum required to develop a technology, and then of course, how they use this personal data. If they say they would use this personal data to track and do contact tracing, then that should be the purpose of the app. The personal data that has been collected cannot be used for any other purposes. And of course, when they store this, they should only retain the information for as long as necessary. When the purpose has been fulfilled, then this personal information should be deleted or destroyed. And definitely, the personal information of individuals should never be disclosed to unauthorized individuals or unauthorized organization. Even in our COVID situation as of now, the DPA states that in matters of public interest, government can actually process personal information at the same time upholding the fundamental right to privacy of individuals. What does that mean? It means but they cannot disclose this information to unauthorized individuals. So it should only be used by government authorities, by the medical profession to properly conduct the medical assessment and provide the necessary medical treatment. So the DPA doesn't actually prohibit this. All right. Before we end this interview, can you tell us what packages your company offers to businesses that might be interested in availing of your services? So Straits Interactive is actually a specialist, so we provide data protection as a service. And that concludes another episode of B-Side. Once again, you heard Edwin A. Concepcion, Country Manager of Straits Interactive Philippines and Business World Reporter R.J. Balinbin, talking about the data protection issues likely to arise due to the COVID-19 pandemic and how to handle them. To learn more about Straits Interactive and how the company delivers end-to-end data protection and governance as a service, you can visit straitsinteractive.com. That's S-T-R-A-I-T-S interactive.com. This episode was recorded remotely on April 10. This is Samuel Marcelo. Thanks for listening. 
keep safe and keep sane.